Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Number four, you must do urgently before there is a change in people's minds. For Pharaoh will say, they are entangled. I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will follow after them. So we must go quickly. Amen. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their netting troughs, and bound them up in their clothes upon their shoulders. For Pharaoh will say, these people are entangled. So let's go quickly. We don't have time for bread to rise. But there will be a change in the plan. Most of the time when I send people on the mission field and they don't go, there's a change in the plan. I say, go now, you don't go. Then another change comes, and another change comes, and another change comes. So whatever you are doing, do it quickly. Is there a song like that? Okay. Number three. I'm the living, I'm giving you the leave, different types of livings that come in. And Jesus said unto them, Matthew 16, 16, Take care and beware of the leaving of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The leaving of Sadducees and Pharisees. What is the leaving of Pharisees and Sadducees? It's the leaving of hypocrisy and self-righteousness. Judgmentalism. The leaving of, leaving of the Pharisees. Matthew 16. What are Pharisees? Hypocrites. Amen? Hypocrites. Look, if you are genuine, you will not criticize a great man of God. Yeah. He's hypocrite. Because you know yourself you are a sinner. Amen? So, hypocrisy comes in. And now we become two-faced. When bishop comes, you are flowing. When he's not there, you are not flowing. And hypocrisy comes in. You say one thing here, you say another thing here. You are no more genuine. There are people who feel bad when they see me. One brother said he felt bad when he said, I said, why? He said, he feels that what I'm preaching, he's not doing it because he's not coming to full-time ministry. I don't have to feel bad because you are not in full-time ministry. You don't have to feel bad because you are not in full-time. Just be yourself. If you are not going to be in full-time ministry, don't be in full-time ministry. But you don't have to, you know, when you, and there are people, when they see you, they talk about ministry. When they are not with you, they talk about something else. It's like when you see Bishop, Bishop, he has only one thing, kill yourself for Jesus. These are the only topics that he has. You don't have to be like that. But as you keep on delaying in what you have to do, you start to flow in hypocrisy. And you are no more real. You see the pastor, you are always pretending in a way because things have entered you. You've been for camps upon camps upon camps upon camps. And you see that you are now half like this. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Because you waited too long. And now you are something different from what you are supposed to be. So watch out, my friend. Amen. Watch out. Because the people become funny. After some time, you say they stay around for some time and then all kinds of livings have entered them because they delayed in the moves they have to make. 
And then this one, sin comes in, hypocrisy, they are changed, a little of this, a little of this. You can't see their ways clearly, they are annoyed, you say they are leaving the church, this one says this, I'm saying that, different things. Oh, we have been doing this for a long time. That's why I say that, as you are coming from the car, I just want pure shepherds or pure people who just want to work for God. I don't want people who may do it something differently. So, people don't move quickly, then all sorts of things. That's why these guys, three of them, there were twelve, only three came. The rest, after a point, you see, you can't even see them again properly in the, in the system. Yeah. So, whatever you are doing, do it and do it sharp. Before you start criticizing me and saying bad things, I've not done anything against you. I've not done anything against you. I've not done anything against you. I've not said anything against you. I've not spoken. I've not spoken. I've not cursed you. I've not said anything. I'm just preaching and trying to carry on. If anything, just look at me and say, oh, it's a good thing that he's doing. And you turn around and now you are now criticizing something. It's because you delayed in obeying and it now looks difficult for you and you don't know how to behave. So you are becoming half and half. And you become funny and bitter and different because you've delayed in giving yourself to him. It's a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Very dangerous. So those of you who are here and who are hearing the word of God, God is already calling. God is telling you, you're going to do this. Don't delay. By the time you delay, a living of sin will enter. A sin like this guy I'm telling you about, there is nobody. There's a message I want. I don't want to mention. I don't want to mention. A message. Messages that up to today, those messages affect me when I read the Bible. This guy who was waiting for the wedding dress. And the suit from London. Up to today, the messages that he preached affect me. Very powerful. And from that time, he just disappeared. Yeah, ministry finished. What went off? Pastors that I've known in South Africa, so many of them develop attitudes. You were nobody. You were just moving around. Through Christ, even the church, you came, you got married, you are here. Huh? And then, because you will not do what you are supposed to do, then your whole spirit changes. Attitude, you criticize. You criticize Pastor Jake. What has Pastor Jake done? What has he done against you? What has he done? You speak in a way. You have an attitude. You have a certain way of thinking. And it's all because you, you live and certain livings enter your spirit. There is nothing that happens here in South Africa that in, when people are criticizing Pastor Jake, they don't know that they are criticizing me. <laughs> Recently, we transferred some pastors from South Africa, and some people got annoyed. And they, they, were, they were rather getting annoyed with Pastor Jake. But what they didn't realize was that nobody ever mentioned that these people should leave South Africa. I am the one who said they should leave. I said, this person should leave, and I say he should leave now. Nobody can. You, you see, because I'm there. I think I'm still here. Yeah. You, you, he, not even the suggestion will come from Pastor Jake. I, I'm not even I said it first. I said, this man, move out of here. I say so. Yeah. But, but, you find out, somebody, rather, you are rather bored with your overseer, or you are bored with the pastor. If I say this man should go to, is it Lesotho? Is that where you are? If I say go to Lesotho, and tomorrow I say move from Lesotho, and when you move from Lesotho, eh? why should Pastor Jack move from Lesotho? You don't understand yourself. 
You don't understand the ministry that you are in. You were sent. And you are still being sent. But you see, many times because we don't do what we have to do quickly, and a whole lot of things are now entering our spirits. Attitudes. Hypocrisies. So, either you go fully into sin, or you become half and half. Outside is whitewashed, inside is dead man's bones. Yeah. Outlooks nice, but it's criticizing. I look at some of the pastors in this South African church who have left the church. And I look and I say, you, even you may have been dead through HIV. Even when they're leaving, they, they will not even bother to say goodbye. You know yourself. There's nothing to you. It's just the grace of God. He pick you like this and bless you. And then after some time, you turn into something else. Only that me, I don't like cursing. And I don't, I don't curse. Unless the Holy Spirit tells me to curse, I don't curse people. But I tell you, if you like, go and practice some of these things at some places. They will curse you to your bones, you will see. They will speak curses. Yeah. One day, a certain man, he married a certain woman. He was a king. When he married the king, she didn't have any child. After some time, he said, I'm going to marry another girl. And he left the, the lady. And the lady who, he le- who left him decided to curse the husband. He cursed the husband and the new wife. And she cursed with a curse. I've never heard that kind of curse before. He said that you will have an evil son. That's all that he said. You will have an evil son. Yeah. That is all. You will give birth to an evil son. And, and that son was Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Terrible. Yes, Ivan the Terrible. You read about it. You have an evil son. It's only I don't like cursing. Because the Bible says you love cursing, so curses will come to you. So I also don't want anybody to curse me. I don't easily care. But a lot of people, I could curse them. You know why? I'll tell you why. The Bible says that the ground that receives rain, that often falls on it, and brings forth thorns, that ground, not all ground, the ground that was receiving the rain, is nigh to be cursed. That's the ground. So when you are somebody who has received a lot of things, eh, you receive a lot of rain, you see a lot of blessing, and then you bring back to the person who gave you a lot of rain, thorns. <laughs> you, that, but not all grounds. Not all grounds. That ground is nigh to a curse. Yeah. So when you have been in the church, you have received blessing, become an honorable person. You even got married. You didn't have never married. How many of you realize that you wouldn't have married? Raise your hand if you wouldn't have married. You are here, aren't you? Yeah. You would have just been sleeping, 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 sleeping. Testing, testing. You were a tester. Hey, I'm a tester here. That's the ground that needs to be cursed. Thank you. 
Some of you, your dressing has even changed since you came to the church. How many realize that your dressing has changed? Your dress, you look more decent. How many of you realize that sometimes the way black people dress, we look scary? That when white people see, they will be afraid of you, isn't it? When they see you coming like that in the way, it's, like, hey! it's like some gangsters are coming. And some of you were like gangsters. Through Christ, you are like a gentle, you are now a gentleman. Oh! And now a gentleman, look at you, nice person, moving with your wife, distant life. All you can do is to turn around and bring forth tongues. It's only that I don't like cursing. But I have the power to care. See, a son, a child, when your father says, one day somebody's mother told her, you will always be tired. You will always be tired. <laughs> yeah, you will always be tired in, in, in life. <laughs> hey! What is this? You will always be tired. Do you think you ever feel happy and rested in life when your mother says you will always be tired? Always be tired in this life. Now your, your father and your mother, be careful. Your spiritual father, your spiritual mother. I, I was in action many years ago at Bishop Duncan Williams. All today, I have not seen anybody who has left that place talking rubbish anyhow, but I have never seen any, even one of them, I have not seen any of them doing well. So many people have come and gone, I have never seen it before. One, just one person. They have said this and that, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. I've not seen. Be careful. And I've, I have heard Bishop Duncan Williams say things, especially about your children. It's like me. I have visions about my own sons and daughters. Who, I mean, in the ministry. I, I sometimes I have I sleep and I dream about them. When people see me, they say they dream about me. I also dream about people. It's true. And I've seen him say it. One day he called me. I was in Germany. I don't know why he called me. Because he was so upset. And he spoke for about one hour. He found me. found my number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He traced me to Germany. Then he spoke. He was talking about somebody. Somebody was. And he spoke. I was just listening. I couldn't say anything. When those things happen, I almost weave it on myself. I've seen it happening. Because it's not all grounds. It's the ground that has received rain. That's the ground that you have authority to cast. You have poured in it. And some of you are here, we have poured into you, invested in you, poured our lives into you, shared with you, preached to you, loved you, cared for you. Giving you things. It's not tons you are going to bring back. Turn around. And often it's because you are not quick to obey God. Either sin or some other attitude develops. And something else comes up. You see, when you don't do things quickly, you, you, you easily become an orangu. Many years ago, I was a member of a group called Calvary Road. And when I was there, the Lord told me, leave this group now. I was a student. Said, leave the group. He told me, leave. I know. And I discussed with Bishop Eddie. And Bishop Eddie said I shouldn't leave. <laughs> uh, 
I blame him for that thing after today. <laughs> he said, I, shouldn't. I said, the Lord is leading me to just go out. I was leaving that university. It was in the university. I was leaving. He said, go out. And I told him, because he's, Bishop Eddie was, uh, he's been my friend and counselor for years. In marriage counselor, when I was going to get a beloved, I used to discuss with him after morning whether is he a good one or it's not a good one. We used to discuss till the morning, then at dawn I'll get up and go for lectures. So I was discussing with him that I need to leave. I want to leave. He said, no, 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 no. So I didn't leave. And I went to the next place of my life, which was another town, another place, Kolebu. And I was there. Now because I was part of that old group, I started to do the work, and when I did the work, I did it under their name again. Then as I went on for some time, I realized I still have to leave. Because they did not want to do a church. They told us, they told me, we are not into church. But I have already formed a church. With agency, I was doing that call. And now, I realized I have to leave. So when I left, I left with, and it was their branch. Because it was in their name, it was for them, legally. So I left and I said, well, all this branch is for me. I, I started it. It's for me. <laughs> Numbers, I, I just said this. Yeah, I said, this is Lighthouse. And Papa Higgins said, you what people who steal sheep. But I didn't understand what I was doing. So they came to me. They had a leader whose name begins with a P. And the guy came with the whole executive. It was not a church. It was just a ministry. They came in the morning, Sunday morning. And they said they want to come into the church. Like how we're having a camp. They want to come to the front and talk to the people. And tell the people that I have taken them away. But they have not given. And they brought a letter signed by all 12 of them. About 14. Excommunicating me everything. I said, never. I sent Bishop Saki. He's the, my troubleshooter. I sent him. Go, go and sort them out upstairs. He sorted them out. And there I was. I said, I formed a group. And I called my group, Kolebu Christian Center, KCC. Like it was called Calvary Road. Kolebu Branch. Yeah. It's a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. But because I listened to Bishop Eddie, when I said that, yeah, I said, I'm leaving these people at this side. And he calmed me down and advised and advised and advised, taking off time. No, 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 no. And I committed one of the greatest errors. After two years, the church was not growing. And then I had another vision. And I saw a lighthouse that had fallen into the water, covered with water. It was just broken. And then the Lord said to me, you have done something terribly wrong. And he told me, those people were right and you were wrong. You have taken, yeah, after two years. So I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And I read that scripture where David said, what has he done wrong? And the Lord said, go back to Saul. 
Saul's children. Go back. Yeah. And ask the people, what shall I do? And they said, give us seven of the sons of Saul. So the Lord said, go back to the people and confess your sins to them. So I called Bishop Sack because he's my troubleshooter. I said, let's go. Because he's the one I sent to talk to them upstairs. So I said, Bishop Eddie surprising me, the one who made me delay was not around for that, those meetings. The one who delayed my agency. So I went to see them. And I sat down with them in the office. They were surprised to see because I was proud. You see, when you are, when you are wrong, you are proud, you are strong. You speak about fathers, you, speak, you say things, you, you become defiant. It's like, no one can advise you, you are strong. Yeah. And I went to them and I said, look, we, we have done wrong. And the Lord spoke to me, I've come to anything you tell us to do, we will do it. I was afraid out of myself that they would say, okay, we want the church. And they started crying. And they said, we want only one thing. And I was just about to poo-poo on myself and be on myself. Said the only thing we want, we want to come and preach in your church. Said they want to come and preach. Come tomorrow. Come tomorrow. Come tomorrow. Come now, preach. Yeah. Agency cost me. So I wrote it in my book on loyalty. Yeah. Agency cost me a clean start. I wasn't urgent. I did not get my clean start. But I learned something from it and I teach about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying it. Right? That's why people can change. That's why we don't curse people. Because before you realize, the person has changed again. And now you change. So that it's not changed and it's changed again. People can change. I said people can change. Did you hear me? I said people can change. People can do well if you, do, if you don't curse them. Elisha didn't have children because he liked cursing. Elijah had children, he didn't curse them. But Elisha didn't have children because he liked cursing. Remember, he cursed Gehazi. When Gehazi did some financial mistakes, he cursed it. The diseases of this meeting with you and this finish of Gehazi. Then those little children who were following him, what they laugh at him when he turned on Jesus. The bear came to eat them. So he, he went alone with anointing to the grave. He is Elisha who was in the grave. When the dead body fell on him and the anointing raised, because he had taken the anointing to the grave. No, he didn't transfer to anybody. He has cursed all, all possible recipients of the anointings. That's why I don't like to curse people. So you see that person will turn around again one day and do well. Amen? Are you there or you are going home? Tell somebody, I'm doing it urgently. Urgently. Then the next one, number five. Urgently, you must move in order to take the blessings that are yours. Amen. The children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. Amen. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver. Hallelujah. Jewels of silver, of gold, raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the um, Egyptians. Amen. So tell somebody, I'm moving because I'm awake. And because I'm awake, 
are moving. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Number three. The next dangerous thing about sleeping is... The next dangerous thing about sleeping... Are you listening? Is you have a reduced response or reaction to danger. Amen? You, you are not conscious of danger. Amen. Danger of evil spirits. Now, when, that is why people steal at night. Because you are not so on your guard for certain dangers. Alright? Are you there? Where is give more? Asleep. Wow. Give more sleeping. Sleeping. Wow. Sleep more. Now supposing. Huh? We are going to kill him. My sister, come my dear, you. You have any evil spirits you can give to him? Wow. Now let's take this lady is bringing an evil spirit, which is your nice. Okay. Wait, slowly, he's sleeping. When people are asleep, they are not conscious of evil spirit. Look at this girl. What is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? Wow! Wow! A snake! Go back, my darling. Go back, my darling. Anybody else with another snake on around your shoulder? Come and put your snakes on him. So, people who are asleep are full of demons. A lot of evil spirits inhabit people. Look at the dangerous. Dangerous. Ooh, another one. He's asleep. Look at another one. He's bringing an evil spirit. For the, this one is for what? Mercy. Entanglement. Black Mamba. 
Look at the vibrating. <laughs> During his sleep, look at the things that have entered it. And it's like if you take pastors who are falling asleep. Before, yeah, before you realize these are the things that are dangerous things are coming to the And as I'm talking, people keep coming to the front with different things. And he's not aware of it. And this is the danger of sleeping Christians. They are possessed with all kinds of spirits. Yeah. This is how evil spirits come into people. Because when you are active, a lot of things go. I remember a certain sister that I met. She was not active in the Lord at all. When I saw her, I mean, you could see evil spirits. You know? Evil spirits moving in the person. But as the person began to work for God, all those things went away. Yeah. Because as you work for the Lord, a whole lot of things go out of you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, when you sleep, you, you, you sleep. Wild things are coming. Now, another danger, you are not aware of the dangers of the flesh. Hmm. I'm talking about dangers. I'm, not, I, I, I'm just showing that whilst you sleep, all the dangerous things can happen. You know these houses? You cannot have it in certain countries. These rooms that are by the sea. I don't know if this place is safe, but I tell you there are places that people will come from the sea to enter the room. Yeah, you cannot stay in such a room. What? They will enter. They will kidnap you even. Yeah. They will come from the sea. You cannot have this type of houses, houses in certain countries. I don't want to mention that a country whose name begins with N. <laughs> Norway. Eh? Norway, I want that country. Eh? Nebraska. <laughs> Nicaragua. Okay, okay. Now, I want you to be aware of these five dangers. Amen. Number one, I'm just explaining that there is more danger when you are asleep. Amen. Number one, danger of the devil, evil spirits. I'm just talking about the dangerous things that exist when you are sleeping. These are dangerous things. Number one is evil spirits. Number two is your flesh. Because after your flesh is one of the terrible things we have to carry until we die. Amen. The flesh is one of the terrible things you have to carry. 
Number three, the danger of evil men. Evil men. Yeah. And number four, the danger of evil women. These are the four things. Yandelwa, are you there? I want you to be conscious of. These are the dangers. And as soon as you sleep, my dear, as soon as you start to sleep, these are four things. Evil spirits, your own flesh, your own feelings. Not somebody's feelings. Your feelings are very dangerous. That is why, let me tell you, pornography is uh, one of the bad things you can have. Because pornography, it affects your flesh, brothers. Yeah, it enters your, your, your flesh, their spirits. So there are many people who are affected sexually in a bad way from pornography. It awakens things within you. Deep within you. How many have realized when you watch? How many have seen some before? Raise your hand as born again Christians. You've seen some before. Okay. By the grace of God. You've seen one before. <laughs> hey! How many realize that it has an effect? Yeah. And what is the effect that it has? Evil spirits come and then your flesh is stirred in a way. Now, you, you see, if you are a pastor, you've been a pastor for some time, you will realize as you meet different people that this one has a different problem, this one has a different problem, this one has a different problem. But the flesh has been exposed to different things. Depending on what your flesh has been... You see, for instance, my flesh is not attracted to bat stew. Do you know bat stew? Do you know bats? Like Batman? Have bats? What do you call it here? Bats. Bat stew. Do you eat bat stew? You don't eat bats? How many are attracted to bed stew? But I, I tell you, one day a certain wife and husband were having marital problems. And when they came, the husband said, she does not make what I like. So I said, what do you, what do you like? <laughs> I like bed stew. Anybody can eat something like that. They, they fly, they, they free the like it with their wings open. And they smoke and they sell it like that. So I said to her, I said to her, listen, as a good wife, you have to make bad stew for him. And you know what she told me? She said, Bishop, no, I'm afraid of it. <laughs> I'm afraid of it. I cannot. I cannot do it. I'm afraid. Hey! But you see, how many people would prefer to have some KFC to some Bet, Bet FC? BFC. Why? But some people, that is all they love. Because they 
the flesh has tasted some things. So there are some things you don't have to allow your flesh to taste. No. When your flesh tastes it, your flesh will always remember. So, this. You go sleeping with prostitutes or prostitute-like sisters. And you have prostitute-like sisters or sisters who sleep for different... Because a lot of sisters are not official prostitutes, but they are unofficial prostitutes. As the nearest sister, are you an unofficial, unofficial prostitute? Amateur, a lay, a lay prostitute. Lay prostitute. Now, when you have tasted it before, and you've tasted a lady who is a professional, Jesus, help me, Lord, who can jump like a frog, who is into acrobatics and aerobics. Jumping like a monkey, a mountain goat. And then and then you get married to this Virgin Pacific. Missionary sister. Virgin Atlantic. Virgin Mediterranean. And then you can remember that professional. And you realize that your flesh has tasted certain things. And then you remember things you have watched. That your flesh also tasted. And you realize that now you want that stew. Because your flesh has eaten some, a lot of it before. It's not, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not available at home. It's true. This, this is why people have a lot of problems in their Christian life. A lot of problems come from what you have tasted and tasted and tasted and tasted and tasted. That is why the best is to not to taste it. Once you taste it, they say, Whoa, I want more. I want more. You know, I've never tasted beer. So, one of the things that is not a problem for me, you know, is like when I see people drinking beer or vodka or whiskey, it does, it's like we, we talk about temptations. It's not even nice to me. For some people. Jesus, some people. to understand the flesh. The flesh is a very wonderful thing. It don't let it don't let develop certain tastes. It's better not to. Sisters develop the taste of sleeping with many men. You, you, you never know. That, that's why, that why when they do pornography, they are harmful to under 18 or under the harmful. They don't just like It's harmful. That is why when a, a little boy is uh, sexually, uh, uh, what do you call it, by uh, sexually, uh, um, not molested, sexually engaged by a grown-up, 
they will sue you. They'll take you to court for so many years. Why? Because you, you, the person can be gay all his life. Because of what he has eaten, what he has tasted. He's used to something. And then the parents said, look, you have twisted my life. You've the flesh of the person. I tell you. So you see, when Christians are asleep, then you see, you allow your flesh so many liberties, you shouldn't allow it. So allow this, allow this. You don't understand this flesh. That's why every country you go, you see people like food. Like when, when I see your food, your pap and your boholeminama, is that what you call hobeliminama? Hobeliminama? When I see your pap and your hobeliminama, I don't feel like eating it. At all. It's not attractive to me at all. I don't have the slightest attraction to it. But the South Africans, when in Ghana, you see, they want to go and buy pap they are always looking for this food. Why? Because their flesh is exposed to it. Exposed to it. So those magazines, those magazines, pornographic magazines, the films, homosexuality, flesh things, masturbation. You see people masturbate. Every day you masturbate. Every day you masturbate. Twice a day, three times a day. You have to do one. Don't say, hey, I'm telling you what, not what they say, what I've seen, what I've heard. Not what they say, not that they say, what I've seen, what I've heard. Yeah, you cannot stop it. They marry, they masturbate, they have sex with their wife, they masturbate, they have sex with their masturbate. Like that. You can't, the flesh has eaten and eaten and eaten. So those of you, when you are asleep, you, you'll be alive, all kinds of dangerous things will be coming. One is coming from here, one is coming from here, one is coming from here. You are just coolie. You let a evil man will come to your life. Hold your hand. He's carrying you. Look at the girl. Since you carried her away, where is she? She's gone back. She's gone back. Ish. Yeah. When you see a man come, a man has come to take you. The big man like this is taking you. You are not afraid. And there is always a man who will baptize you into certain things you cannot come up with. A father in sin. Sabaya Bombo. One day, a certain lady, she said, I had series of boys. She was enumerating. Number one, number two, number three, number four. She was mentioning all of this one, this one. But she said it was number six. He was my father in this activity. That is where I learnt it. And from that time, I was different. Yeah. So what of this flesh is susceptible to a lot of dangerous things. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's why when they say harmful to this, harmful to this, harmful to this. It's only when you sleep and you just allow, okay, let this one play. Let this one come. Let this one do. Let this one. You play with evil, strange women. Hmm? South Africa, a lot of women are hunting for men. Hmm? They want to drink your blood. A nice man like you. Look at you. God wants to use you. Huh? You see, a strange woman wants to sleep with you. To make you into a piece of bread. Better find your own and enjoy it in their room. And those of you who have married, 
try to do acrobatics, aerobics, and all the things. I'm saying it. But sometimes you see that the man is sleeping with you, but his mind is on Araba Lucy. <laughs> Number six. These are the dangers that come to people who are sleeping. So if you are awake, be conscious of it. Be conscious of be conscious of men. A man is coming because ladies, you love men. I said you love. How many love the guys? How many brothers love the girls? <laughs> the sisters, the sisters, you didn't say it well. The brothers, when I asked them, they said, yeah. How many brothers love the sisters? How many sisters love the brothers? <laughs> Brotherly love. Kentucky fried bats. KFBs. One day I met a strange woman. Hey! I was going for a walk. And I, I got to a park. And when I got to the park, I said, let us sit down. We sat down. As I was sitting down, I thought that I was sharing scriptures. (laughs) I was there to share scriptures. A Christian born again brother. Genuine sharing of scriptures. Not knowing that the sister was on the hunt. Hey! Suddenly she turned to me. She looked at me. Holy. Suddenly I felt electricity of fire. Electric fire, not just not just normal fire, electricity fire. Hey! But because I was awake spiritually, I was conscious of my flesh, which was going this way, but my spirit was standing straight. So my spirit said, "No, even though you want to do this way, no, you are going this way." So I look at her, beautiful girl. Voluptuous, juicy, scintillating. (laughs) You see, when your spirit is awake, when your flesh is going this way, the spirit says, No, 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 we are not going this way at all. Yeah, check it, say, No, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Amen. So I want you to be aware of dangerous people, evil men, evil women, conscious of your flesh, and conscious of evil spirits. Now, evil spirits come 
Especially today through television. Many people get spirit of adultery by watching these soap operas. What, what, do, you, what, what, do, what do you call? Huh? Generations. Do they have a lot of adultery and things on it? More affairs, slander, homosexuality. Yeah. You watch it. Bold and beautiful. Cares of our lives. Cakes. Days. Days of our life. Hey! And ladies love to watch it. Do you love watching it? I said, do you love watching it? They talk about it as if it's a real thing that is happening. And then you see that fear has entered you. Evil spirit like fear. Evil spirit adultery. Evil spirit of instability. You, even if you get a very good husband, you see that always you think of him in that way. Because you, you think of him in what you've seen in the films. And what you know is a man. A man is a man. He's a dangerous man. One day I saw a certain beautiful lady with a nice husband. Born again, committed. But her mother told her, evil spirit entered her from her mother. Her mother told her, as for a man, a man is a man. Because her husband had had affairs with different people. Say, as for a man, you never trust him. And this was a born again brother. And she would just listen to what your mother said. Don't trust him. Shut him out. Don't allow him to make phone calls. Don't allow him to talk to people. She would just be doing ordinary things. That the, the girl would take him on. And the guy's just amazed. Because she has received this thing from somewhere that this is how to treat them. Because a man is a man. What, where is it in the Bible? A man is a man. Proverbs 78 verse 3. <laughs> a man is a man. How many are going to be aware of these dangers? Quickly. Alright. Let's move on. Next one. I'm explaining to you what it means to be asleep. Number, how many numbers do you have? Only four. Oh, okay. Dangers of sleeping. Ah, four, okay. Six of what? What does it mean to be asleep? To be asleep means to have your eyes, vision, no vision, isn't it? To be asleep means no movement. What it means to be asleep? Number three, to be asleep means you are not conscious of danger. Isn't it? So we have only three points in the whole camp. Let's see. Number four. To be asleep means to make no contribution. To anything. Number five. To be asleep means you cannot be depended upon again. Mercy. Can we depend on you? 
Can we depend on you? But when you are sleeping, can we depend on you? Got a security guard who is fast asleep. Can we depend on you? Huh? What do you think? Can we depend on you when you are the, you are supposed to be the security guard and you are fast asleep? We can't depend on you to do anything for the Lord because you are sleeping. Now, can I depend on those of you who are in South Africa to do something for the Lord? Uh, I'm not talking about missionaries. I'm talking about South Africans. Neho, can I depend on you? Where's your wife? Wow, are you in love? Can we depend on you to do something for the Lord? When you are dead, we can't depend on you. I used to depend on Juanita to do all my books. I can't depend on her anymore. Because she's asleep. She's under the ground. She's sleeping. Wow. Huh? No more contribution? And I can't depend on her. Is it not amazing? Is it not fantastic? Can depend on you to preach. Can depend on you to go witnessing in Port Elizabeth. Is there anybody here from Peter Marisberg? Peter Marisberg. Can I depend on you in Peter Marisberg? Yeah. Can I depend on you to raise your own money and build a church there? Can I depend on you? 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 Huh? Jesus needs somebody. Can he depend on you? What do you think? So, when you are sleeping, we can't depend on you. So, people, when they are snoring, I tell you, it's more than a train. Can I depend on you? So that is the next thing that it means to be asleep. We can't depend on you. God can't depend on you. Amen. I have a camp coming up. It's called You Can Depend on Me. I know you need somebody. Amen. The next one. When you are asleep, it means you do no more have fellowship. I used to have fellowship with Juanita. I no more have fellowship with her. It's a long time since I spoke to her. It's true. When you are alive, we can have fellowship. So people who are not alive will not come for this camp. Isn't it? No fellowship. So I'm explaining to you what it means to be asleep. So when we say awake or sleep, it means begin to have fellowship. 
Let's talk. Let's relate. Let's talk. Let's relate. Speak. Don't be quiet. Don't not come for the meetings. Come. Let's talk. Let's relate. You're fellowshipping. That's what it means to be awake. It means you are there. You see, if you want to know what it means to, to be asleep, think of somebody who is dead. And you realize you can't depend on the person. You can't have fellowship. The next one. How many do you have now? Five or six or seven. Number it anyhow you want. Feel free. To be asleep means you are become spiritually unattractive. Unattractive. Because to sleep is to be dead. Now how many realize that sometimes you wouldn't want somebody to see you sleeping? Some of you didn't know that when you sleep you open your mouth. Yeah. It's not everybody who sleeps and their mouth is closed. Depending on how your teeth are. Your mouth will be open. And then, also, saliva will be coming out of your mouth. And then, noises will be coming out of you. Hey! Immediately straighten up. You start to organize yourself. That's why a lot of people get surprised when they marry. Because they realize the person they are sleeping with looks quite different from the one they saw in church. The person looked different from what they saw in church. Hey! A certain brother got married. He was about to hug his sister's wife. When he hugged, he said, she said, wait. And she removed the wig. <laughs> but you will not believe it till you see one. One day I was sitting with her sister. She told me, Bishop, I want you to pray for me. I said, what is the problem? She said, I don't have any hair. I don't have even one strand of hair on my head. I said, you have beautiful hair. She said, no, it's not my hair. I don't have even one. I'm completely 100% bald. A lady, 100% totally. Not that she cut it, there's not even one. So I think I'm totally shining. So this brother was, then she said, wait, then she took off. Oh. And he said, okay, then. He said, I want to kiss. And she said, wait, then she he removed it. She took it, she took it down. So you, you become unattractive. Yeah. Many husbands are disappointed when they marry and they see the original version. No makeup. No hair. Mercy. So many of you have become unattractive spiritually. You're not beautiful anymore. Lisa, you become unattractive spiritually. Because you fell you fell asleep. It's true. 
You were so beautiful spiritually. Huh? But you lost it all. You went, you went, went sleeping around in the world. I mean sleeping, sleeping, asleep. Oh, sleeper. Oh. You wouldn't want to listen to your pastor. Oh. One of my special daughters in PE. Huh? Remember I brought you to Ghana? Remember? Don't forget. Special. God treats you specially. And you say, Lord, I feel like sleeping. <sighs> you just fall asleep. It's rude even. One day a pastor went to visit a certain accuser who was accusing him of financial stealing. And when he got to the house, the guy who had been accusing him of stealing, he brought the accounts of the church. And he sat down. Here is the accuser and here was he, the pastor. The pastor is my friend. So he sat down with the guy and brought out the accounts. And said, that you are saying that we, we are mismanaging. This is the account. So he started explaining. As he was explaining, he looked at the guy. He was falling asleep. He said, what do you mean? I've come here to explain the accounts to you. You are sleeping. You are not even interested to know the truth. You just fall asleep when I am talking to you. So watch out. Don't fall asleep on God after what He has done for you. And you say, oh, it doesn't matter and it matters. Amen. Alright. Next one. What it means to be asleep. The next one is it means to lie down in such a way as to be relaxed. Amen. To relax. Relaxant. How many lie down to relax? Ah. Oh man, I'm tired. Ah. Let me stretch a little. Isn't it? So, you become relaxed. So, to sleep is to relax. Three things you grow relaxed about. You can grow relaxed about sin. Amen. Amen. Number two, you grow relaxed by becoming milder. Less force and strength on the things you are doing. And number three, you relax by releasing yourself from inhibitions that you used to place on yourself. Some things you used to be restricted about, or inhibited about, now you don't mind anymore. Amen. To relax is to reduce the effort being applied. I'm giving you the definitions of sleeping. To sleep is to lie down. Amen. To reduce the effort. To relax. Amen. Are you there? Now, our God, is, God is encouraging us. Let us not relax. In South Africa. 
It is now that we are going to plant churches. Sleeping is relaxation. And relaxing three inhibitions. Amen? Losing your inhibitions. To relax is to become less strict about sin. Oh, let me watch a little bit of this. Yeah. Oh, let me, you know, he's not a bad guy. I mean, he's not a bad guy. Let me just hang around with him. You know what I mean? He's cool, man. He's cool, man. Number two is to grow milder. Milder. Amen. And number three is to release yourself that you, from inhibitions that you used to place on yourself. Yeah. You used to have something. I don't do this. I will not be this. I will not. Now you relax. Because when you go into your tent to relax, uh, you just unwind. At first you used to wear clothes, but now you don't wear clothes. Isn't it? When you are sleeping. You, you, you don't wear the clothes that you are wearing here. You remove the clothes. And you relax. You become milder. You become less strong, less inhibitions. Isn't it? Less strict. Isn't it? Things you wouldn't do when you are with people. You just do them. Because you are relaxed. That's what happens when you are sleeping. You stop being strict. Wow. Stop being strict. You become milder. Cooler. Your legs are up like this. When you are supposed to be walking. And moving in God. You stretch out your legs. You want to sleep? Wait till you die. Amen. Wait till you die. Then you sleep forever. But now, we are not relaxing. There's nothing to relax about in South Africa. Mention 20 towns in South Africa, significant towns where there is no lighthouse church. Mafikeng, Sebokeng, Ferelehe, George. There's a town called George. What? Human's Dock. Graham's Town. Huh? Williamstown. Queenstown. One at a time, please. Dot Rand. Dot Rand. Naisna. How many is that? Mention 20 towns. I want somebody to write it. Pastor Cliff, you get up and write. 20 towns. You wonder what you are relaxing about. Huh? You've got a family to feed. As a woman, a wife, you've come home. You've got two children, a hungry husband is coming. And you say you are relaxing. And who is, what are they going to eat? Huh? What's going to happen? You can't relax. Get to the job. Get to the job and do the work. Mention, write 20 towns. I can't imagine what Lighthouse is relaxing about in this country. Why, what are you relaxing about? I can't hear you. George, George. Just town. 
Mafikin. Sebokin. One at a time. When I point to you, then you... Yes. Huh? Mukopani. Where is Mukopani? Where? Limpopo. 50 kids from Petersburg. Next one. Port Elephant. Port Alfred. Port Alfred. Down there, the lady down there. Appington. And you are relaxed. Here are the towns. You are relaxing. Look at the towns. Nomkita. Bedi. Pedi. That's where you were living before. But you have to think about Pedi. You were living there. You didn't start a church there. Messina. Messina. Twa, twa. The lady over there with the glasses. Yeah. Pardon, my, my dear, I'm not here. Pardon. Freiburg. Wow. You have a lot of towns I've never heard about. Hey. Zani. Zaningi. Zanini. And another town. Toyendo. You know Toyendo? Yes. And you are relaxed. Ask your neighbor, so why, why are you, what are you relaxing about with, with all this? You sleeping? What are you sleeping for? I don't understand the sleep. How many do you have? Two more. Tabo in Becky's town. I do too. What about Nelson Mandela's town? What is it called? Umtata. Do we have a church in Umtata? Are you people from Umtata? Oh, okay. All of you are from Umtata? Who is the pastor in Umtata? Pastor Prince. From your end? Okay, Islam. Devon, we don't have a church there, yes? Cafe. Half a net. Half a net. Halfway net. Huh? People are mentioning their hometowns. Queenstown. 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 Write more, write more. Give more. Come and relax. Come and relax. You just, uh, you don't want to relax with the snakes. Please, the owners of the snakes should come for them. Before they become real snakes. Hey. She, he cannot relax with the snakes here. <laughs> It is time to wake. It is time to wake. It is time to wake. 
Now, just leave your papers with Pastor. He is overwhelmed. Look at somebody who's brought a list of names. He cannot write all these towns. Can you believe that give more is relaxing whilst we are? Huh? So many towns. Look at him. He doesn't want to know about it. He turned now. He's just now. He's turned to the side, covered himself. See, this is this is this is what is happening to the church. Where are the people who are going to go to these places and start the churches? And you see, that is why I invited. I want to invite you to come to Ghana. How many would like to come and learn how to be a missionary and a pastor? Yeah. Honorable. Honorable. I have great faith and confidence. I, I will even bet. I will even bet with anybody how great these guys are going to be. I will even bet. If somebody wants to bet, you can see me after for a bet. Yeah. That's why I want to encourage you. Come. When I invite you during this camp, come. Take the opportunity. Say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Use me. I want to work. I want to learn. I'm awake. I want to teach you the ministry. I want you to know how to travel. Know how to learn. Know how to study. Know how to become a minister. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible that you can do it. No matter who you are. By the grace of God. And you see, we're sleeping. It's full of places. It's just too fantastic. And, and you are quarreling with me. That's why I, I see, Pastor, you want to quarrel with me? When this place is sitting there, there's nothing being done. You want to take me on, criticize me, criticize the church, criticize Lighthouse, criticize what we are doing. When there's so much to be done, I don't have time for you. Do you have time for such things? And sisters, I tell you, if the brothers won't do it, God is going to use you. Powerfully. You'll be surprised. Amen. God will use you to do the work of the ministry. Is that Mary? Okay. Alright. Glory to God. So how many are going to stop relaxing? Oh. It's it's not the right time. It is high time. Look at at him. Does it look appropriate? I mean, if if you take a picture of somebody's life, look at how everybody's serious sitting up. Look at somebody's just... It's inappropriate. Okay, the next... What it means to be asleep. I'm teaching you what it means to be asleep. It means to relax. And to relax is inappropriate at this time. Number. Any number you can have it. 9, 10, 11. To sleep means to lie down. Lying down. Like what give more is doing. Now. What does it mean to lie down? To lie down is to reduce the effort being applied. Yeah. 
Number two, to lie down is to slacken. And number three, to lie down is to voluntarily and intentionally put yourself in a position where you cannot work. Voluntarily. And all all these are definitions from the dictionary. What it means to sleep. He's put himself in a position that he cannot work. Voluntarily. Intentionally. Sometimes you go and get a certain job. Intentionally. Now you say you cannot come. You cannot do this. You should hear them as they talk. Say, ah, I have to do this. My this. My that. I cannot come. But before they could come, always. <laughs> before they could come, always. Now they cannot come. I cannot come. To lie down. Amen. It means to lie down. Then the next one is to, it means to lie, to lie down means is to put yourself in a position where you can easily engage in pleasure or sin. Most sex, sexual pleasure or a lot of it is lying down. <laughs> huh? Look, this is not a time to have pleasure. Amen. I want to feel loved. One day I had somebody who was working with me beautifully. And she said, one day I want to feel loved. I want love. I want to find love. And because of the love she wanted to find, she went away. Yeah. So you see, finding love is, is to find, to lie down. If I want to feel pleasure with my wife, I'll lie down in the bed with her. And I say, come lie with me, baby. Wow. Is it not powerful? Too powerful. It's too powerful. That's just relaxation. Lying is not work. When I'm doing that, I'm not doing the work of God. I'm doing marriage. I'm relaxed. I'm lying down. Yeah. Yes. So do not position yourself in such a way that you just sin. One day I saw a certain brother, he got a job in America. <laughs> he got a job in a in a hotel. He was the one who serves the drinks in the bar. And I said, Brother, he used to be a worship leader. You know, and I told him he was still a Christian, he was still in the church. I said, Brother, this is not a good job for you. He was serving drinks, whatever. So one day his wife said, Look, you know, my husband is a problem now. I said, What is the problem? I said, Now men are ringing him all the time. Then she brought out a packet of complimentary cards. He said, These are the men who come to the bar in America. They give him the cards. So I am this. I love you. I love you. I love you. Call me. And gradually, he became man. A worship leader became a homosexual. Somebody who is married. A worship leader and married. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Doctor, please. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you put yourself in a position, intention, it's going to be difficult for you. 
So I'm commanding you to come out of those places that is now difficult for you. Come out of it. This is the end. This camp is ending that place in your life. In Jesus' name. Come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of it now. I command you. I declare. I tell you. Come out now. Come out of those situations. But that situation is difficult for you to come out of. Cannot share an apartment with a boy. With a girl. Number. What it means to be asleep. To be asleep means. To be completely silent. With your organs of preaching and counseling silent. That's another meaning. Look at this boy. All the people here are shouting amen, hallelujah. But he is silent. When you are sleeping, you are silent. Amen. But I want you to become a preacher. So when you are not somebody who preaches, you are sleeping. Because when you are awake, you immediately start talking. Hello, good morning. Tell me how. Wow. Yeah. What's up? Is it working? Glory to God. Put on some music. Let's be happy. You've been put on the television to bring some life. Because sleep is over and silence is over. When there is sleep, there is silence. Did you hear me? I said, when there is sleep, there is silence. Ask your neighbor, are you a preacher? I preacher. Say, I preacher. I preacher. How many want to be good preachers? Then you can be a... I want to show you. All you need to do if you want to be a good preacher, be a good storyteller. Learn how to tell stories. Practice. Find stories, of course. Stories that have a meaning. Stories that are related to the Bible. And tell stories. Those of you who think you can't preach, you can preach. Tell the people stories. You can preach. I preacher. I preacher. I preacher. Amen. You are the next preacher. You are, you are, your, your time of sleeping is silent. It's, it's over. Your time of silence is over. No talking is over. No preaching is over. No counseling is over. Time has come to speak. And you are going to preach powerfully. Powerfully. And one day I'm going to hear some of you preaching. And I'm going to be so happy. And I'm going to learn something powerful from your preaching. I rarely hear my own pastors preach. Because always when I'm with them, I preach. So I rarely am there for them to preach. But God is going to give me a chance one day to hear your preaching. And I'm going to be so happy. One of the people who's preaching I, I've heard once is Pastor Richard. I've not, very few people have heard him preaching. Very few, if ever. He's just one of, perhaps the only one even. I heard him preaching actually. Yeah, and it was in South Africa. And he preached about uh, mega church. He preached about commitment. You've heard me talk about that before, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, so blessed. He talked about, uh, yeah, why you should be committed. I mean, commitment. What? When I heard it, I said, oh, this is a powerful message. I have to go and preach it. 
And I went back to Accra and started the same message. Because I had a powerful revelation from when he preached. And I know one day I'm going to hear you preaching. Some of you sisters, I'll hear you preaching. I'll say, wow. I'll say, I, I thought you could only dance. But not know you could preach. Where are my dancers? Do you have a dance? Huh? Are they? I'll say, I thought you could only dance. But now you can preach. Because you would have woken up out of your sleep. And you'd be speaking, speaking, speaking. I was sleeping some hours ago. I was not speaking. But when I woke up, I started, within a few minutes I was here and I started speaking. When I was sleeping and no talking. No vision. Lying down. Relaxing. <laughs> no movement. But now I'm moving. I'm not lying down. I'm not relaxing. Eh? Intentionally. My voice, is, my voice is being heard. I'm speaking because I'm awake. Yeah. That's what it means to sleep. And it's a very dangerous thing. Look at this guy. It's rude, isn't it? It's alright. The next one. To be asleep. Means to stop everything you are doing. Hmm? It means to stop. I'm just telling you what it means to be asleep. <laughs> I'm just reading to you from a dictionary what it means to be asleep. When it says, awake, O sleeper, I'm reading from the dictionary. These are what it means. I, I checked. I said, when I said, I'm coming to pray, I said, let me check what is the meaning of sleep. I said, these are all the means. means to stop everything. means to lie down. means to relax. means to close your eyes. It is make no contribution. That's, I'm just a dictionary. I said, stop. Just stop. Go check yourself if you like. That's what it means, baby. Amen. So God is saying, how can you stop? Don't follow anybody who is sleeping at the wrong. Nobody should follow this example. Look at, look at, give me. Can you see him from the back there? Can you see? Stand up and look at it. You'll be amazed. Those are the back. It's a bad example to set. What? Is it the right thing to do? How many are going to follow bad examples? People who stop. You were preaching, you stopped preaching. You were a pastor, you stopped. Yeah. It's a mistake. That's why I said, you just come yourselves. I, I want to speak to you. Amen. The guy is irritating me. Number two, it means to stop, uh, stop praying. Stop reading your Bible. Stop witnessing and stop doing all necessary activities for a while. That's what it means to be asleep. Stop, 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 stop. The next one. 
To be asleep means to pause and to take a break. <laughs> Amen. We are taking a break. Hey. How many times did you get Pastor Clufio? Look at all these. I asked him, show, give me towns, 20 towns. Look at it. All these. Open the page. And again. And this one you have to stop. And you got some more papers, isn't it? Five hundred thousand what? Over five hundred towns. Wow. Yeah. Livable places. Not even small villages. Livable places. And you've taken a break. You stopped. Pastors, stand up. Those of you who are pastors in this area, stand up. Your duty is to raise more pastors. Okay? Because you yourself cannot do it alone. You have to raise up people. People. You have to encourage people to go to Bible school also. Okay? Because when you live and live and live and live and live in South Africa, you can do small. You have to always bring more people to work. You alone, your voice will go up to a point. Is it clear? Yeah. So you have to raise more. So you make it your duty, your aim. I want more people. I want more. And talk to people. Like one time I was talking to somebody who was trying to help us financially. And I told him, look, instead of thinking of how much you can give, think of how many people you can get to give. So I have two types of people. People who help to bring other people to give. And people who give themselves. So those who help to bring others sometimes do more. They make more money come by helping other people to give. So those pastors who help to bring out pastors... I think, Pastor Clufio, you sent quite a number of people, isn't it? When you were here. All, all these people? Yeah. Almost of you, isn't it? When Pastor Clufio. So even though he may be not be here now, so you guys are, are here. So I want you to have more. And you are too few. And I know some of you are not here, but there are more. Yeah, all these towns are waiting. And, and don't wait too long. Urgently. Urgently. Patiently. Jesus is calling. Quickly, come to the Lord. Amen. And let's serve Him. Let's do what we can. Because God is calling. All that you can hear my voice saying is, Awake, awake, awake. Don't stop. Don't break. Don't pause. Don't lie down. Don't relax. Don't close your eyes. Don't close your vision. Don't stop moving. Don't stop. Don't stop moving. Don't rest. Don't die. Keep moving. Now it's time to awake. Later we will take a break. We will have the whole of eternity to rejoice. We will have the whole of eternity to rest. We will have the whole... And in eternity, we, will not, we cannot be proud. We cannot sin. We cannot fall. All those things. So we can really rejoice. But if you rejoice now, you may be rejoicing a bit too early. That is why whenever Ghana is playing football, World Cup, I don't like it when we score first. I don't like it at all. Because our players... Our black stars, they don't know how to persist when they have one victory. 
That is why the World Cup, we, we, were, we beat Uruguay, one nil. And then half time came. You should have heard the drumming in Ghana. We were drumming. We drummed and drummed and drummed till they scored us. And it was now 1-1. One, one. And then we started to put pressure again. And then we couldn't score. And Suarez came in to, to spoil everything. It's one of the only countries we don't want to send missionaries to. It's Uruguay. In fact, it will be the last country. If all countries, Uruguay, God will have to touch our hearts before we go there. But I'm telling you, it's not time to relax. It's time to wake. It's time to start moving. Moving. Amen. Each of you must look with joy at the people you have helped to be in the ministry. If Peter, there are ten men you have helped and advised personally and shown them, look, you can serve the Lord, you can do better. There are ten. Ten. You may be surprised you'll be bringing the first South African Billy Graham. They come from you. Apart from yourself. Wow. So think always in terms... That's for me. I'm not thinking in terms of what I can do if I come to South Africa and I travel around, around and I preach and I have crusades. I'm thinking more in terms of how many young men and young ladies can rise up and be in the ministry. Amen? What do you think? Mr. Drama, what is your vision? Are you having any vision? Ruben... I drama, I preacher. I preacher, I preacher. I drama. You know, I was also a drama. You know, I can play very good. Once they thought I was a professional. I drama. But after some time, I preacher. Change over. I preacher. Amen. And finally, what does it mean to be asleep? It means to be dormant by entering thank you yeah, a long period of inactivity now dormancy what does it mean to be dormant to be dormant is to enter a long period of cessation of growth. Long period of cessation. Are you feeling hot? It's getting warmer, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> the next one is to enter a season. Uh, it's a sleep. Okay, look. Go and sit down. Go and sit down. Before the sleep becomes a real thing. Hey! <laughs> The guy was snoring. Come and let me pray for you. Sometimes when we do this, it happens. So let me pray against it. Father, we cancel every spirit of sleep in Jesus' name.
And we thank you that he shall be a burning and shining light. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed. To be asleep is to be dormant. And to be dormant means to enter a season of cessation of growth. A long season. Wow. The next one is that it means dormant. I'm talking about dormant. It means to have lower metabolic activity. Which means, you know, your heart goes down slowly. Everything, all the systems go slow a bit. Slower. Heart, breathing, movement, everything. Shh. Cool down, cool down, cool down. Lighters, are we going to cool down in South Africa? What are we going to say to the orangus? Smash. We are smashing orangus. They are going to find out we are more radicalized in South Africa than ever before. Eesh. He said we, we preach about loyalty. We are now going to start preaching. Yeah. And smashing orangus. All types. Zero tolerance for orangus. And hypocrites. We don't quarrel, we smash. The next one is to enter a season of doing nothing. And it means to enter a season of becoming useless. Amen. Wow. Okay. Stand to your feet. Um, stand to, you got a song? We are going to take a break, coffee break. I think you need a coffee and a wee wee break, isn't it? Yeah. Sixteen hours. Sixteen hours. Sixteen hours. Huh? <laughs> Forget. I'm gonna keep on singing I'm gonna keep on shouting I'm gonna keep on lifting my voice And let the world know Jesus says I'm gonna keep on singing Oh, I'm gonna keep on shouting I'm gonna keep on lifting my voice
Sit down. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.